Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. Looking at Virginia International Raceway. Welcome in, everyone, for round 10 of the 2022 Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Championship. And while the season is closing down, the championships are closing up. Virginia International Raceway, one of the true magical racetracks in North America, built in 1957, closed for a while, but then brought back to life, and it is certainly full of life. All kinds of passing opportunities. Turn one is a great one. Then through three, four, up through the climbing S's to turns 11 and 12, known also as Oak Tree, then down the long back straightaway. Turn 14, you can get it done. Then you dive down through the roller coaster, through Hogpen, Onto the front straightaway, you've completed a lap at this magical circuit, and hopefully you have seen the checkered flag first. Welcome in, everyone. Brian Till along with Jeremy Shaw. As I said, round 10 of 12 on the season, the last race here in North America before we move on to the World Championships in Puerto Mayo. Jeremy, I look at the race yesterday. It was a great one. And I look at the championships now, and three of the four championships are separated by single digits. At the start yesterday, Laura Spinelli on pole didn't take long for problems for the championship leader, Danny Formal. He spun at the start, a big kerfuffle behind him. And then Dario Capitanio, who was going to be penalized for contact with Formal at the start, has a mechanical issue. He has to pull off to the side. And then... The earth shifted on its axis, it seemed. All kinds of cars going around. Slade Stewart drops a wheel in the climbing S's. He's around. Then Patrick Liddy spins while leading in his class. That's up in Oak Tree. Didn't take long for Damon Oakey to spin the same car again right after the driver changes. And then Anthony McIntosh had a problem as well aboard the 49 as he tightens hands there behind uh, competitor in turn three goes around, but in the end, big celebrations for the 88. Giano Torino, Laura Spinelli, they take the victory in pro. John Capestro de Betts is going to win in pro am, and that's going to be big in the championship hunt. We'll talk more about that just in a second. And Sheehan Sandersoma wins in am. Ophir Levy in LB Cup. Jeremy, like I said, it was exciting yesterday. I expect the same thing today. Take us through the grid.
Brandon in caliber 42, alongside Aiden Yoda in caliber 53. Eduardo Episcopo in caliber 50 will start 10th, alongside Tom Long, had problems yesterday in caliber 25. Row 4, Gianna Torino in caliber 88, yesterday's winner will start back in the 8th position, alongside the, the AM pole sitter, Nico Riga in caliber 48 for, for precision performance motorsports. Excellent run in qualifying by the youngster. Brian Ortiz, his teammate in caliber 47, will start 6th, alongside another PPM car, John Castro-Dubet, who is the pole sitter in caliber 46 for Pro-Am, 5th on the grid. Second row, Richard Antonucci, caliber 23, alongside the championship leader, Carl Marcelli, in caliber 1. The front row, Billy Johnson, in caliber 71, and on the pole position for the first time, Eduardo Liberati, in caliber 27, for Dream Racing Motorsport. 50-minute race here in Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. Mandatory pit stop somewhere around the halfway mark. Your choice. You've got a 10-minute window and championships on the line. As I said, Jeremy, three of the four championships separated by single-digit points. Here we go. Liberati with a big jump aboard the number 27. Billy Johnson gets left in the dust just a little bit. Then right behind Kyle Marcelli in the black and blue number one. But Johnson coming back, perhaps a little contact there between the one and the 71. No harm, no foul. They are both continuing on. It's a really tricky. There's a, a spin there. I think it's Eduardo Piscopo, a caliber 50, who goes around in that Arrow Electronics car for the uh, Ogara Change Racing US Race Electronics entry. It isn't. It's caliber 47. Brian Ortiz in the in the second place car in Pro Am. He's sharing that car with uh, with Sebastian Carrazzo, and it's very very tight in the Pro Am Championship. Their teammates, John Capestro, Debets, and Bryson Lou lead by just eight points over that pairing. As he goes for a spin, that was awfully tight. Uh, and also Tom Long and Ashton Harrison, who came into the into the weekend as the leaders with the problems yesterday. They're tied for second now in points. Big off there coming through turn two at the start. Now Billy Johnson talked to him at the beginning of the weekend. He said they have found some issues with this car that they have worked on and got things sorted out. And obviously they have them sorted out because... He is right there on the rear wing of Liberati as they come down the back straightaway looking for an opportunity at turn 14. I don't believe it's going to be there this lap. <laughs> Famous last words. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, Eduardo Liberati, who was involved in that incident yesterday at turn one uh, when he was uh, trying to make a move, and he ended up nudging the rear end of, uh, of Danny Formal caused uh, Formal to spin. This, uh, this time, he's out in front and he stayed there. Really good first lap there. For the, for the Italian in that car number 27. And he leads the race with Billy Johnson hot on his heels in second place. And the championship leader, Carl Marcelli, biding his time in third. Biding his time, but for Kyle Marcelli, Danny Formal, they've lost 10 points to Gianno Torino and Laura Spinelli through the last couple of races. That Over the last two rounds, they've lost 10 points to them in the championship. They've got to stop the bleeding there. But you talk about bleeding in Pro-Am, Ashton Harrison, Tom Long came into the weekend with the championship lead after the qualifying sessions and a problem down in turn one, two cars around. Start is under review. The car on the right there is the eight. See what happens. Oh, the 47 really kind of started the whole thing, got into the yeah. 13 and then rebounds off into the number eight. And that was really a problem that the eight had nothing to do with and the innocent bystander there on the outside and just kind of got driven into and around 
they go. That was Damon Oki aboard the number eight. They had their problems yesterday. He and Patrick yeah, Liddy perhaps still dizzy from yesterday. <laughs> well, it's a good point. And uh, in the first qualifying session yesterday, Patrick Liddy uh, made a mistake by his own admission, uh, spun the car and caused a little bit of damage. And that uh, prevented Patrick, uh, excuse me, Damon Oki from going out in the second qualifying session, which was immediately afterwards. And that was the session that sets the grid for today's race. That's why the number eight car had to start at the back. So it wasn't as a result of the dramas they had yesterday during the race. It uh, stemmed back to qualifying, which Damon didn't run. But uh, so he's now got some more work to do because he's going to be at the back and more with that spin. We understand there will be a penalty on the 47 for causing that collision there in turn one. So not the news that you wanted. And I don't think it was egregious. It obviously wasn't a move that was untoward by Brian Ortiz or out of order. It's just the car got a little bit loose under heavy braking, wasn't able to control it. And that's the key. If he's not able to control the car and it affects somebody else's race, you'll pay a penalty for that. And that's exactly what Ortiz is going to have to do. It'll be a drive-through penalty for car 47. I was talking about championships though before that action in turn one. Tom Long, Ashton Harrison led this championship in Pro-Am coming in here yesterday after qualifying. It was down to just one point, but devastating mechanical issue yesterday while Tom Long was behind the wheel. And now Tom Long and Ashton Harrison third in the championship. They're tied in points with Ortiz and Carrazzo, but Ortiz and Carrazzo have two wins on the season. Long and Harrison only have one. That puts them in third. And Ortiz, Carrazzo, Harrison, and Long, eight points behind Bryson Liu and John Capestro Dubetz. And that duo has just been on fire as of late. Yeah, they have. Uh, and uh, they had uh, a, 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 the pole position again today for Con John Capestro Dubetz GCD. So that's another championship point as well. But right now he, he uh, trails Tom Long, who's got past in number 25 car ahead. Uh, made a really good start to Tom Long. He started ninth in that car number 25 the red car, but he's moved himself up to fifth position ahead of JCD. So that battle uh, is uh, continuing there. And they're really in that same train of cars. They're still battling for the lead overall. Still a long ways to go. 50 minute race, a pit stop, mandatory pit stop in the middle of it. And for Tom Long and Ashton Harrison, this is the way the order needs to be at the end of the race. The 25 needs to be in front of the 46. They want to keep holding on to this championship battle. If it were to finish this way, it would be a five-point swing, and they would only be three points behind in the championship. But Billy Johnson really, really putting the pressure on now. Eduardo Liberati, that red, white, and blue, number 77 of Johnson, stuck all over the rear wing. And it seems like Kyle Marcelli, to me, Jeremy, is willing to sit there in third in that prestige performance black and blue number one and just watch the battle in front of him right now because neither one of those cars in front of him on the racetrack are in front of them in championship points so i think a really heady drive by marcelli right now to not get involved in something he doesn't need to get involved with at this point in time except he's not listening to you brian because he just set the fastest lap of the race last time around to car marcelli that third place car uh, the pace is, uh, is is improving now for all the leaders, pr pretty much everybody going faster and faster. Just completed their third lap. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe on this lap, he sort of settled back a little bit, Carl Marcelli, but that uh, black and blue car for Wayne Taylor Racing, representing the uh, the uh, the Paramus uh, dealerships in New Jersey. Uh, and there is uh, a team championship in this series. 
not just driver championships in all four classes, but an overall team championship, and an overall uh, championship also for the dealers that are involved in this ch championship. Coming into this weekend, uh, PPM, Precision Performance Motorsports, uh, had a one-point lead over, over Wayne Taylor Racing, uh, and in a dealer championship, Palm Beach had a pretty handy lead over Paramus in the overall standings. 50-minute race, 20 minutes in, the pit stop window will open and it will close with 20 minutes to go. And so you'll have a 10-minute window in the middle of it to get your mandatory pit stop done. 81 seconds for two-driver formats, 84-second minimum pit stop time for a one-driver format. We talk about that a lot, Jeremy, that three seconds really takes the benefit or the beneficial benefits away from that single driver who knows what the car is doing and knows what the track is like. So he doesn't have that advantage out there. It's taken away by mandating, I should say, an extra three seconds on the pit stop. And it seems to work perfectly in this series. It does, doesn't it? Uh, you know, they've got some, some really, really good rules here. It's also, it's an inclusive championship, what I would say. I mean, anything they can do to, to make the experience more enjoyable for the teams and drivers in any way they can, they do, and and it works. And that's why we've had such a uh, a growth in the championship this season. We've had as many as 36 cars on the grid. Unfortunately, last time I at Road America a few weeks ago, there was quite a lot of damage uh, for various contenders. So we're missing a few cars this weekend, but we're not lacking in quality. Not lacking in quality at all, and certainly not up front. This is the battle for second in the pro class that is diving down through the roller coaster the red white and blue 77 of billy johnson chased by championship points leader kyle marcelli right now and marcelli i think just took some laps to get that car dialed in the way you wanted to and the other thing about it jeremy they're not going to change tires on these pit stops so the way you bring these pirelli tires in also helps them in the long run i think right now kyle marcelli knows this car well he and danny formal and they've just been very diligent about the way that they go about their racing and it shows they lead that championship and they have been at the top of the charts all season long four wins on the season but trailing them in the championship by 23 Gianno Torino Laura Spinelli they've won the last three in the row I know Marcelli and Formal would like to get back to the top take maximum points out of here and that would help them going into the final rounds in Portomeo it would, and, and that, you know, that's the big picture here, but still it's very, very closely matched. The top four cars running pretty much identical lap times. Richard Antonucci on the previous lap did set the fastest lap of the race. 1 minute 46.237, just fractionally quicker than the, uh, the, the the three cars ahead of him, but uh, it's really tight. And a little bit farther back here, there's this uh, other group as well, another group as well, who are running very, very closely matched, matched times. Tom Long still leads in car number 25 in the pro-am class in fifth position we've got john capestro de betts right behind him flashing down the back straightaway these lamborghini super trofeo huracan evo 2s so incredibly quick just as quick in fact in the first practice session here this weekend they were faster than any of the ggd cars in the imsa weathertech championship and obviously track conditions play a lot in that so do the drivers that are in the cars at the time, but just gives you a measure of how quick these cars are, how serious they are. They are every bit as powerful and 
from a performance standpoint, measure up to the cars that you see here racing the IMSA WeatherTech Championship every weekend. And you and I have spoken about the growth of Lamborghini Super Trofeo in North America. I think you're seeing the benefits of it right here in the program that Chris Ward has built here in the U.S. Isn't that right? And this uh, this battle up front here, it's it's really tight between all of these four. Very, very closely matched. We're still uh, somewhere away from the pit stop window opening. This is a 50-minute race, and the pit stops have to be made in that 10-minute window. Anything after 20 minutes into the race and before 20 minutes remain in the race, and all the cars will come onto the pit lane. Just a touch of the brakes to get through turn 10 and then up to 11 oak tree and television doesn't do the elevation change justice but in between 11 and 12 it plateaus you cannot see the racetrack from the entry into turn 11 we see a lot of problems up there it's a slow speed corner but jeremy you and i both know that in tracks all around north america sometimes it's the lowest speed corners on the racetrack that create the biggest issues i think that 11 12 complex is certainly a complex here that's low speed but incredibly challenging for these drivers. Well, it is here on, on this lap now. Eduardo Liberati suddenly looking a little bit more comfortable instead of having maybe a, a car length or two or three over the second place car, Billy Johnson. It's now probably five or six car lengths. So he's edged out a little bit on this lap. He's got uh, personal best sectors in, in each of the first two sectors on this race. Right? The first one is fairly short, just the first uh, three corners. Uh, but after that, uh, he's, got, he's gone fastest, uh, fastest lap of the race. Eduardo Liberato really put it, put it, laying it down there in that kind of a 27, a bit bull car for Dream Racing Motorsport, representing the Las Vegas Lamborghini dealership. And that gap now is out, well, closer to a second, so relatively comfortable for Eduardo Liberati. Right, as comfortable as it can be, uh, as it was so close earlier, as you point out, in a great battle just behind these top four cars. I think it was Tom Long and John Capestro de Betts through turn four side by side. It was in the trailing portion of that shot, but they were doing battle back behind. Indeed, it is. And Tom Long doing all that he can do to hold JCD behind him. Yeah, well, he, uh, it didn't, he didn't get it done because <laughs> de Betts is in front. Yeah, he is. He's made that pass and uh, coming into this race, JCD and his co-driver Bryson Lou, they've got a seven-point margin. They had it over Tom Long and Ashton Harrison and Sebastian Carrazzo and Brian Ortiz. But to, with that pass, that'll, in, that would enable that uh, PPM team to extend their championship lead in Pro-Am. Heartbreaking problem for Tom Long yesterday. It ended up looking like the front suspension may have had some type of an issue when the car was finally stopped and some still photos it looked like perhaps the left front was askew and he did a great job of getting it off the racetrack and not affecting anyone else's race but it certainly was incredibly painful in the championship hunt as i said they fell from the lead now to third some seven eight points back and it's one of those things that they need the best finish they can have here and tom long the last thing he wanted to see was that 46 get the best of him back there in turn four but Capestro de Betts is by and I think beginning to pull out a little bit over Tom Long. Yeah, he pulled out about a second on that last lap of Tom Long. Now it's going to come under pressure again from John Torino. Yesterday's race winner in Carnival 88. 
So we've got two of those Italian flag livery cars here running in the top seven positions. Richard Antonucci uh, for Torino Racing by D Motorsports uh, is in fourth position. And his teammate, uh, yeah, Antonucci in fourth position, his teammate Gianna Torino in seventh as well. Jeremy, if you think about this, if indeed right now Antonucci teammates to Torino and Spinelli in the 88, in the latter going, that 88 gets up there with the 23 from a championship standpoint. Are there going to be team orders to get the 88 in front of the 23? Because for Torino and Spinelli, they're second in the championship. They've won the last three in a row, and they're closing down on Formal and Marcelli in front of them. There's absolutely going to be team orders. Don't collect each other. <laughs> stay, stay apart on the racetrack. Uh, yeah, let, 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 yeah, do your battling by all means, but uh, but don't impact the other guy's race. That's really the only order I think will be given uh, amongst that PPM team. Well, I would expect, expect it to be Luke Berkeley on aboard the 23 when and if those battles happen, and then Laura Spinelli. And, and Spinelli, I think, is probably one of the fastest drivers in the world in a Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2. So Luke Berkeley's going to have his hands full anyway if they end up in a battle on the racetrack. Yeah. And these first four, you know, the top four cars still separated by less than two seconds. The last couple of laps, Eduardo Librati hasn't uh, been able to match the, the previous laps. And he he's got, hasn't got the fastest lap on the race. 146.0, but uh, fell off by three quarters of a second on that last lap. And Billy Johnson and Carl Marcelli, who continue their battle in the second and third positions. Billy Johnson driving for TPC Racing in car number 71. He's representing the Washington dealership, Washington, D.C., uh, and Carl Marcelli for Wayne Taylor Racing and uh, Paramus in New Jersey. I think the depth of talent in this series has become so impressive jeremy when you look at drivers like we have up front other drivers that are going to be getting in i was talking about laura spinelli and his strength in one of these cars he's a great sports car driver all over the world it just really shows the depth that exists now in lamborghini super trofeo we were talking about this a little bit earlier it has become a destination series as tom long for the 25 now has Jano torino just behind him this is not for position in class, but it is position on the racetrack, and it would put another car between Tom Long and John Capestro de Betts in front. But talking about the talent here, I mean, Billy Johnson, a Ford factory driver several years ago um, in their GTLM project. And in fact, it kept him out of racing for a while because he was a platinum rated driver at that point in time because he was a, quote, factory driver. Great to see a downgrade given to him so he can come and race here. But uh, it just shows the level of talent that exists here, and it's why the racing, I think, is so good. I completely agree. And uh, Billy yesterday was racing in the uh, the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge Series. Finished in the he was running in the top three. Yeah, finished in the top three positions oh, in that race yesterday. This. There's a bump there. Oh wow, that is a John That is. Oh no. Yeah. And that's oh no. Now Tom Long Piscopo is collected well. by another car. Talk about a bad weekend for Ashton Harrison and Tom Long. Jano Torino got in there through the right rear and spun the 25 and then was collected by another car. I'm gonna think that the officials may not be smiling too much on Jano Torino for that contact, but it doesn't really matter. The championship 
is just falling away for Ashton Harrison and Tom Long here at VIR. Yeah, that's uh, really unfortunate. Full course caution that's going to bring out and uh, uh, contact with you. Two. No, not yet. Let's have a, a look here. And that's so in, gets inside him, just tries to push him wide and yes. pushes him into a spin. That's a very forceful move there uh, by uh, Gianno Torino. And uh, unfortunately for Eduardo Piscopo, he just closed. He'd been closing up on that on that little battle, and he was rather too close and unable to avoid that spinning car of Tom Long. Yeah, that was, I, I mean, I, it looked like an awfully late move to me with the door closing, yeah. and it, it doesn't matter. We're full course caution. The pits are closed, and we were coming up to the pit window. It should have opened here in about 25 seconds, so that will be delayed, I will imagine, and I would imagine that the officials are going to have a look at that contact there and see if there will be any action taken. Yes, uh, I think so. It hasn't yet come up. There is a uh, review of that, but um, probably a bit busy in race control right now. And I certainly would expect that to happen very, 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 very shortly. And you've got to feel for Eduardo Piscopo there, just minding his own business, really. And uh, what happened here? There's a replay of 27 cars slowing. I was believe the caution, the caution was out? out. I believe that happened probably right at the end of the straightaway, the caution was out. Billy Johnson went by, and I would think that that will be taken care of by the officials as well. Yeah, it depends when, when the call was made there, but uh, certainly I think we can assume for now that is what happened. But certainly Billy Johnson had really good pace in this TPC Lamborghini. He's going to be uh, behind the safety car at the moment. We have to see whether he will redress that situation on his own or is told to give the positions back position well back. the problem is a lot of times the officials don't like the whole give back thing because they feel like if you let that happen and you give it back then you're enticing people to make a move under caution and perhaps not get caught be willing to take the risk to see if you're going to be caught or not i don't know when exactly the flag came out it'd be interesting if we see a replay to see if the flag, the double yellows are out at the flag station there at 14 at the end of the back straightaway. Tom Long out of his Harrison contracting Lamborghini. Here's the pass. There's the yellow, clearly, on the back yeah. straightaway. You see the double yellow there on the right. Billy Johnson obviously does not see it, and that's how that pass happens. So it'll have to either be given back or he'll pay a price for that. I hope that he doesn't pay a price and perhaps yeah. they'll just let him have it back yeah and i think you're not allowed to overtake under yellow so he can't really he has to wait for race control to give him the order i think to move back behind i'm sure he didn't do that on purpose it was just a you know he, he just was looking the other way when he went past that flag station I mean, he's doing about 100 even at that point on the straightaway he's probably doing 130 or 40 miles an hour and these cars reach about 170 at the end of that straight probably more than that actually so you know you, you and that, on that straightaway is, is a chance to look at your gauges, make sure everything is okay. So uh, if you didn't see that flag, you know, that's sort of understandable. I don't think you'll get a penalty for that, yeah. uh, but uh, I'm sure he will give up that position before we go back to green flag racing. And the incident in turn one is under review as we thought it would be. Yeah. yeah when you see that long shot of them coming up the front or coming up the back straightaway, when the double yellow is displayed, he's kind of tucked up underneath Liberati a little bit and as you said it's the perfect 
opportunity to check your gauges, quick glance in the mirror to see what your competitors are doing. Then you look back up and the flag is out. So here's a look at why we're under full course caution. Liberati up the inside and I just... No. That's, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be rather surprised if that wasn't a penalty. I mean, going into the corner, they were, they were nose to tell in, in the sort of heading toward the second of the really three apexes at turn one or turn one and yeah turn one uh you, you just sort of dive to the inside in that second part and that's yeah that's you're not going to make a pass there on somebody who's fast tom long is fast and experienced and tom long certainly wouldn't have been expecting somebody to try and make a move there and of course you know that's one of the things in race you, know, you, you try to go for the unexpected but that was just a low percentage move i think by john otrino yeah. you know he'd look he's still relatively inexperienced just his second season at this level you know, he's still only 18 years of age uh, originally from south africa from johannesburg south africa makes his home now in palm beach gardens florida uh, and he's clearly got a lot of talent i mean he hadn't done a lot of racing prior to joining this championship last season and he was sort of shuffling around in different classes last year he was clearly a youngster who had some talent he started off in one of the lower classes and was kind of bumped up and uh, the team run by his father andrea decided look we're going to sit out the end of last season and prepare properly for the 2022 season that's what he's done uh, he's got uh, loris spinelli massively experienced in these cars as you were saying brian till and it's a good combination and Jano is still learning uh, and learning quite rapidly but that's uh, I think a, mis uh, you know, a mistake that is probably going to have to uh, put in the in the memory bank. Under full course caution at Virginia International Raceway, round 10 of the 2022 Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Championship. And the problem in turn one, contact between Gianno Torino aboard the 88 and the number 25 of Tom Long, Eduardo Piscopo, the innocent bystander in that and as we were talking a little bit earlier billy johnson aboard the 71 who had gotten past the 27 of eduardo liberati has been moved back to second for that pass under yellow so a lucky break for billy johnson fortunate that the officials decided not to penalize him for passing under yellow but instead just put the position back so billy johnson now back to second and the pit window has been slid some backwards because of this incident down in turn one they're getting that cleaned up once they have it sorted we'll go back to green and once everyone is past start finish line i would believe that they would open the pit lane that's right uh, so that uh, that was instru that instruction did come from race control for eduardo liberati to move back ahead again so no harm no foul there that's a sensible cause there all around and uh, we're going to be getting ready for for pit stops. I think um, they're not. I, I don't. Well, is the lights out on the safety car? Yes, lights out be. on so, the safety car. I I think um, I'm not sure, honestly. But I believe you can come into the pits pretty much straight away. I don't think you have to go past start finish line um, before the pits are open. But I might be wrong on that one. Give me a real short stint for the second driver with only 23 minutes and counting down here at Virginia International Raceway. So once these cars make their mandatory pit stops, second drivers will hop in in the two driver format and the pits will open after the green and after all cars have taken 
the restart. Just getting that call from race control. So safety car is in. You must take the green, pass the pit in, and once everybody yeah. is passed, pit window will open. And wow, Billy Johnson was the green flag out because Liberati must have been sleeping. Johnson rockets to the lead. Liberati now under threat from Kyle Marcelli in the number one. I would imagine they're going to look at this restart, but what a move by Billy Johnson. We'll see if it sticks. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, once, as soon as it's cool, you can go. You don't yes, have to get absolutely. to the start-finish line like in some other series. Uh, here, once the green is cool, you can go. But the question is, had the green been cool, he, 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 was he anticipating it or, or was it actually out? But look at this uh, shuffling a little bit farther back down the field. We've got those two Italian liveried cars now separated. And just one car in between them now. But, uh, wow, that was a tremendous oh, oh. start by Billy Johnson. Whoops. Wow, that was close in through the climbing S's. Couldn't tell exactly, or I should say through four, five, and six. I couldn't tell exactly which car it was. Looked like it might have been the 46 of John Capestro de Betts. Not sure, but up on those curbs, you see a lot of dust coming off the rear tires and a hairy moment through there for sure because that curbing is very aggressive and it's aggressive for a reason. They don't want you out there dropping wheels through those apexes so you pay a price to be up on the curbs here at BIR. There was a lot of shuffling positions of that restart. Richard yeah, Antonucci is surprising. It was also caught out there. He'd lost a couple of positions as they crossed the uh, as they crossed the, the before they crossed the start finish line to restart this race officially. Not sure if Liberati kind of brake checked everybody and, and held everyone up a little bit and created an accordion effect but as you said a lot of shuffling on that restart. Now down through hog pen, the car 8-8 penalty, incident responsibility, yeah. drive-through. And that's exactly what we were expecting. And it cannot be served in conjunction with your scheduled pit stop. So several cars hitting pit lane now for the 88. They'll do their stop and then they will have to come back. And there's a replay as of the green. I'd like to see it one more time. <laughs> and and just kind of time that again it was tight wasn't it it was tight yeah tight indeed so let's look there's the flag it's out it is clearly yeah. out yeah and he's gone brilliant brilliant restart uh, Liberati there was too focused on keeping the cars behind him uh, and he wasn't paying attention to to when the green flag was going to be waved. He didn't expect it to come out too soon, that soon, I think. But Billy Johnson, with all his experience, was ready, and he is gone, and he's in the lead of this race, and he's pulling out. Well, quite a few of the other cars came into the pit lane, including the second and third place cars of uh, Liberati and Marcelli. But he's got a good lead now. He's going to take full advantage of it. Absolutely, and here's what he also has. That's clear racetrack in front of him, Jeremy. He can go put down a couple of flyers right now, extend his lead a little bit, because remember, he's going to have to be on pit road for three seconds longer than these other competitors. So he wants to put the hammer down while he can, make some ground on this clean racetrack, put some qualifying laps in, and then come in and do his pit stop. That's exactly right. And, um, man... That was, that was a fraught restart, but yeah, uh, that, that penalty is going to be costly uh, for that uh, number 88 team. So the chances now of making it four in a row are, are pretty remote. But hey, 
never say never say never in this championship because we've seen all sorts of unlikely things in the past but billy johnson now he's uh, going to have a whole bunch of laps cars in his way cars have made their mandatory pit stop rejoining the race so they're going to be you know, it's going to take them half a lap or so to get up to speed he's going to negotiate some of that traffic and that might be negating uh, his advanced potential advantage of staying out on the racetrack seven minutes to go in the pit window it will close with 12 minutes remaining and when billy johnson catches this traffic they really should have called him in this lap and that's what we were talking about a couple of laps before you have to deal with that traffic get one or two in if you can and then come in and pit because this is going to take any advantage away that you had when you had some clean racetrack in front of you i think he only got one lap before cars started to come back out but now it's time to think about heading to pit road as soon as you can because this traffic certainly is not going to help what a restart though they played that perfectly and they had a crew member in exactly the right spot because Billy Johnson certainly couldn't have seen the green flag from there. He was called on the radio and he reacted to it instantly. He did. Brilliant, brilliant effort there uh, by Billy Johnson. Uh, and he's going to be charging as hard as he possibly can now. The uh, number 88, who's that going? That's Randy Solari, isn't it? Randy Solari, he had a problem yeah. in turn 11. We talked about earlier, that 11 to 12 area. Yeah, and he's one of the cars that's not yet made his mandatory pit stop. So right now he is running third place in the AM class. Shian Chandrasoma uh, was out in front ahead of Nico Riga. So he made that move at the restart as well. That was a change for position and the AM leadership as all the top three cars now are, are coming in. Nico Riga stays out and will lead this race in the AM leading car number 48. Billy Johnson on pit road. The battle to keep track of is between Richard Antonucci and the 23. Watch where he is on the racetrack. Look for him. I love the helmet, the pink helmet by the crew member who was just out there at the car. You're not going to miss him. As we said, the pit window will close with 12 minutes remaining, but I think everyone will have long pitted by then. The only car we're waiting for, like you said, is the 48. Nico Rieger behind the wheel right now. Where is Richard Antonucci on the racetrack? He's actually in pit lane, being shown in pit lane on my timing and scoring screen. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Johnson came into the pits. The, the top uh, three cars came into the pits. That was Johnson, uh, Antonucci, and number uh, 19, which is uh, Shan Chandrasoma. So they all came into the pits. Nico Riga was the only one. Actually, Nico Riga is the only driver so far yet to make his mandatory pit stop. And Gianna Torino has just served I just come in to serve to make his second stop so that drive through penalty has now been served by counter 88. billy johnson now out of pit lane back on the racetrack and he's going to slot in behind the number one it looks like of danny from and the 23 now out That's Luke Berkeley at the wheel of uh, that car. Now they've uh, changed teams since the last race. Uh, with uh, he, he was joined for the first time last time out at Road America was Luke Berkeley by Richard Antonucci, the most uh, successful driver in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America series. Uh, and they've made the switch over to uh, the uh, Torino racing with D Motorsport for this weekend. And they've been running strongly all through the weekend meantime having made their pit stops they're still not leading the race because 
Uh, Nico Riga is out front, but the uh, two cars that have made their stops, number 27 and the number one car, Dario Capitano now at the wheel of number 27, having taken over from Eduardo Liberati, and Danny Formal has re resumed from Kyle Marcelli. They are still locked together as Nico Riga brings that number 48 car into the pits. It'll be David Starb that takes over uh, for the remaining, what, 15 minutes of this race. Just inside 15 minutes to go from round 10 of the 2022 Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America Championship. And it has been a good one to this point. Championship stories throughout all four classes have changed complexion throughout the weekend, up and down. Down mostly for the 25, the Pro-Am championship leaders, Tom Long, Ashton Harrison. Problems yesterday, a mechanical issue, and then contact today has put them out of the race and perhaps out of the championship hunt. But the battle for the lead on the racetrack is heating up. Danny Formal aboard the number one, really putting pressure now on the 27. Dario Capitano and Billy Johnson, who had been leading just before pit stops in third and beginning to close on this duo that is fighting for the overall lead. Formal definitely wants it, looks inside, tight move there, gets it done and is past the 27, out in front. And this is what Formal and Marcelli needed after being Without a victory over the last three races, it was Laura Spinelli and Giano Torino who have won the last three in a row and have been to close down a little bit on the championship leaders, Formal and Marcelli. Forceful move right there by Formal. Got it done and now out in front. Yeah, and how did they get ahead of Bill Johnson on that on that previous start? There's a, ooh, a bit of a bump from behind there for Danny Formal to, to move to 27 car out of the way. Mm, that's the stewards are going to be looking at that one. But I'm wondering, I, I think I'm pretty sure on the previous step well maybe they came into the pits maybe the maybe the yep. number 71 car was a slower stop let's have a look at the timing yes it was, it was a slower stop a slower stop it... for billy johnson he lost four seconds on the pit lane uh, compared to the cars in front of him well, uh, he had he had to lose three three exactly because as a as a single driver team he should lose three but actually he lost five in fact to Danny Formal, the number one car and that is the difference between first position and third for billy johnson yeah, so some type of a miscue on pit lane. And speaking of miscues and a little forceful action, see that there? That's coming up into 11, the 42 past the 48. Yeah, and a little Peterson push and shove. That pass on David Starr, but of course just come out of the pit lane. Now rocketing down through the roller coaster oh that's tight that's 88 trying to put the pressure on trying to get down to the inside and get the position <laughs> it was just tight Loris Spinelli we always talk about his skill and experience in a Lamborghini trying to put it to use there but nothing doing I believe that's the 54 he's working on right there and it is Takes the position and then pass Slade Stewart. Yeah, and this is all the battle for the uh, LB Cup class uh, lead, effectively. Anthony, Anthony McIntosh leads it uh, by, in column of 49. He's just up the road a little bit ahead of this uh, this this little group as Loris Spinelli, having uh, that number in the number 88 car, has got his way through. But the, the, the pink car is Slade Stewart. Right behind him is Charlie Martin. 
who was on the pole yesterday. She did a super job in qualifying. I thought she had some dramas in the race, but that's a really good battle going on for second position in the AM class. Pit window is now closed. It's been closed since the 12-minute mark. Everyone has met their oblig obligatory pit stop, and so that is taken care of. And now it's just about getting your head down and focusing forward for Dario Capitanio. He's going to be hard to focus forward when you've got Billy Johnson all over your rear wing, and he has been a rocket ship today. Can he get past Capitanio with a run down to turn one? We'll find out. Looks to the inside, nothing doing this time. Now to the outside. It's going to be the over and under. He's going to try to cut back underneath and perhaps get alongside as they head down to turn three and four. Capitanio doing a good job defending here, Jeremy. Yep. All yep, fair, hasn't moved in response. He's putting that car, as you like to say, just in a position where it's just difficult for Johnson to make a move. He's not blocking, he's not moving in response. Just making that Lamborghini with that low stance a little bit wider. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, is uh, fair in love and war. And this is warfare out there right now. It has been <laughs> uh, between several of the contenders in this race. But look, what, a, what a fabulous day to go racing on, on a gorgeous racetrack here at Virginia International Raceway. Uh, the pace is in absolutely tip-top condition. This is a super battle now. Whoops, there's an off-road. That's uh, Charlie Martin who's off the road again. She had a few excursions yesterday. Had a sc scored her first win at Road America a few weeks ago, had her first pole position, not her first pole position. Uh, her, her, uh, she's had several pole positions in the LB Cup classes. Ooh. She had a couple. Oh, help there from Randy Soleri, I think, wasn't it? That's, she had a lot of help from Randy Soleri. Yeah. I'm be interesting to see if the officials take a look at that. And obviously, as an official, you never want to see contact on the racetrack to begin with, but it's stressed in every driver's meeting. Oh, just because you are in a higher class from a rating standpoint, Pro, Pro-Am, Am, and LB Cup gives you absolutely no right to force your way through. You don't get any added benefits or the benefit of saying, well, you're a pro driver. In fact, they look at it and say, you're a pro driver, you should know better. So the further yeah. up the ladder you go, the more responsibility you have as an overtaking driver to get past some of these drivers who are in, we'll call it lower categories. And I, I, I hate that term because it sounds bad, but um, certainly there are four different classes that are out there right now. And just because you're in a, one of the higher classes gives you no additional rights. It does not. And uh, that'll be something certainly that the, you know, the stewards always pay attention to, as you say, and, uh, in the meantime, though, you know, this battle for second and third is continuing. Dario Capacciano has got his head down now. He's uh, not focusing on what's going on behind him. He's focusing forward and seeing some good lap times. And the incident with Randy Soleri and the 54 of Charlie Martin is under review by the officials. And for Billy Johnson, keeps hounding Cap Capitanio. But it's like you said, Jeremy, I feel like in the beginning, Dario Capitanio was kind of on the back foot trying to find the handle on that Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2. And speaking of finding a handle, going backwards, certainly going backwards was the 13, literally going backwards at the exit of turn two. And don't know if that was on his own. John Hirschman, let's see. Yep, 
I think the car in front gets a little wiggle, and he might lift off the throttle a little bit going, what's happening with this car in front? When he does, tail just steps out and around he goes. No harm, no foul, no contact, and back underway. Yep. So that was the, the car that won yesterday in the LB Cup class. Meanwhile, Danny Formal, he's got his head down. He just turned, uh, set a new fastest lap of the race on the previous lap, which is going to be the 20, 21 laps. His 20th lap was the fastest of the race by anybody, a 145.71 uh, for uh, Danny Formal. So he is uh, getting on with the case here. Pulling Inside away seven. from Davide Capitano, yeah. Inside seven minutes to go, and the call from race control does indeed come down. Randy Solari in car three will have a drive-through penalty for incident responsibility with the 54. So we'll have to be coming to pit road. And a couple of slow-moving vehicles on the racetrack right now. Don't know if there was some contact there, but somebody seemed off-pace through the three and four complex. Off-pace, Dario Capitano certainly is not. He has managed to pull out maybe another car length over Billy Johnson. That's certainly not getting away from all leads in pro than Bryson Liu in pro-am. Sheehan Sandersoma leads in the am category and in LB Cup. Where's my leader in LB Cup? Look down McIntosh. Yeah. yeah. And a great debut for McIntosh. Really impressive. I mean, yesterday had a tremendous run. Had a couple of spins during the race. Uh, it came back and couldn't quite, quite get past uh, Offrey and Levy in the closing stages. I think he sort of discretioned the better part of Valor there. He'd made a couple of mistakes, didn't want to make a third, and perhaps do some damage. So he was settled for the second place yesterday, did Anthony McIntosh from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But doing a nice job now and well clear of the LB Cup Championship point leader, Slade Stewart. Yeah, a great debut, and we talked about this in the race yesterday. I, I mean, I think for Anthony McIntosh, he's one of those guys who's been through something in life that kind of opens your eyes, and then you say, hey, anything that I wanted to achieve, I need to achieve now because you never know if it's going to be taken away from you. He very big into the outdoors, and he had just climbed El Capitan in Yosemite National Park back in, I believe it was 2019, came home and got very sick, ended up being a bacterial infection. It almost took his life. And he said, you know, while he was recuperating from that, he was ready to get back into the gym and get back in shape and attack life again. And then the pandemic set in with COVID and all the gyms were closed. And the only thing he could find that he could go do was drive a race car, which he had never done and said, well, that seems like it might be fun. Went and did it, became hooked. And here he is a couple of years later in Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Also has done some MX-5 stuff at the Mazda series and is just I think it's a great attitude and so many of us don't do that you get focused on daily life and you forget that hey you still have to live a little bit and that message was certainly delivered to Anthony McIntosh yeah it's very cool uh, really is a, a great great story there all the way around and he's he's uh, he's, he's got hooked up with you know with, with a few guys that have helped him uh, along the, uh, to, to make this transition Tyler Cook uh, and Glenn McGee in particular uh, have helped him out. Glenn McGee is a, a, an iRacing absolute superstar in iRacing, and he's racing in the M MX5 Cup Series, which is what Anthony has done for the last couple of years. And the opportunity came up just uh, a month or so ago to go over to Europe and drive one of these Lamborghinis for the Leopard Racing team in a Creventic race. That's what he did, got some experience in these cars and said, OK, let's go. And here he is now uh, with the Precision Performance Motorsports team. Hadn't tested the car, 
Uh, not even sure, I spoke to him yesterday, I don't, sure he's, I don't think he's raced here before either. He's done a really nice job, that's Anthony McIntosh in car number 49. And a big problem for Loris Spinelli, the 88 down left front tire on his car, and that is huge in the championship for Danny Formal and Kyle Marcelli. You can see the left front beginning to come apart aboard the 88. He needs to be careful with that because if it completely disintegrates, it takes bodywork with him, but every moment that he's off throttle, coasting down that back straightaway, he's losing precious time and falling down the order in the field already back to sixth in the pro championship. And that is a big point swing for he and Gianno Torino. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what he doesn't uh, doesn't need. Uh, and already coming into this race with the, uh, you know, he, he made some ground toward the leader yesterday by winning the race, had Loris Spinelli along with Gianno Torino, uh, but uh, they're gonna lose quite a lot of ground here. And uh, Carl Marcelli and Danny Formal with the uh, maximum points in this race, it's gonna, they're gonna be close with with the problems also for Piscopo and Cuyalo who've taken out in an incident with, uh, Gianna Torino and uh, whoever it was, uh, and Tom Long, uh, a few early on in this race. That is going to make cha the championship position look even brighter for Danny Formal and Kyle Marcelli. We have a maximum of 16 points for each race on a weekend. So a maximum of 32 for the event. If you get the pole position, and you win the race, that's 16 points. So it's one of those deals. Oh, Slade Stewart gets wide up in 10 and around he goes, no contact. And he'll get back underway and rejoin the racetrack. But look, he just, I had a little help, I think. Yeah. Charlie Martin in the 54, I believe is who that car was. Let's watch one more yeah. time up through the climbing S's. And <laughs> yeah, just the excitement. <laughs> the excitement I continues. So. I hope not. Uh, I hope but, not. Uh, geez, that was a, a fairly major incident, though. Well, yeah, and for Slate Stewart, that was for position. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what the officials, and already it's under review, it's come up on timing and scoring. It is under review. And I, I think one of the things about that pass is Charlie Martin, she's so far to the left, you kind of lose visibility as the leading car. They're no longer in your mirror if you're that far left anymore. And you kind of lose track of them. I think Slade Stewart may have seen her right at the last minute. He tries to stay out to the outside. But I think Charlie Martin gets it in there and maybe a little too much speed. The contact is made and off Slade Stewart goes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that was. Uh, uh, are we coming up now for the uh, white flag? White flag, yeah. 21 seconds to go. There is the white flag for Danny Formal, who's pulled out a huge lead now over that battle for second place with Dario Capitano. Continue to hold off Billy Johnson. Billy Johnson, I'm sure, is faster, but he just can't find a way past the Italian into second place. And so what is going through Danny Formal's mind right now, Jeremy? He, he knows that his nearest competitor in the championship had a tire problem, but guess what? He's got three-plus miles of racetrack in front of him that he could have some type of a problem. There's debris on the racetrack, cars falling off left and right. What's he thinking? He's thinking, bring it home. Bring it <laughs> home. 
Uh, but uh, look, he's still turning really good lap times. Last time around was a 146.3. I mean, that's only uh, a half a second away from his fastest lap of the race. So he's, uh, it's been a tremendous performance once again for by Danny Formal. He was a little bit frustrated yesterday, missed out on the, on the pole position, which is worth the championship point by uh, only a tenth of a second or so. But uh, he's come back today and really, really made his mark. He's a, he's a great story, is Danny. He's, 20, he's uh, 26 years of age now, was a, an outstanding carter for many, many years, but couldn't make the break into car racing. And a couple of years ago, he, uh, he got an opportunity uh, from the Ansa Motorsports team, Alan Liddell and Patrick Otto Madsen. They gave him an opportunity to drive one of these cars and he grabbed it with both hands. He was picked up after subsequently by Wayne Taylor Racing and uh, he's doing an absolutely masterful job here this afternoon. That's Danny Formal in car number one. And you use the term frustrated. Charlie Martin's going to be frustrated as she gets a drive through time equivalent penalty post-race for the contact that we just saw with Slade Stewart. Been a bit of a dry spell for Danny Formal and Kyle Marcelli leading the championship, but winless over the last three rounds. Winless no more as Formal and Marcelli win in Lamborghini Super Trofeo in the pro category at Virginia International Raceway. Heady drives from Marcelli in the opening going. Powerful stuff and great speed aboard the number one in Pro-Am, Bryson Liu, John Capestro de Betts take the win there, and they will extend the championship lead that they took yesterday in round nine of the season. Sheehan Chandrasoma takes the victory in the AM category. And Anthony McIntosh, what a story on debut, will win in LB Cup at VIR. Great stuff, Jeremy. Great stuff. Yeah. Great action all around. Yeah, really good race there. In the, you talked about that AM class. That's the uh, that's the fifth win out of the last seven races for Shian Chandrasoma in that uh, MCR race in car number 19. And that's uh, with the uh, what third place finish, second place finish for David Starb. So that's going to bring them to within uh, four points uh, heading into the uh, final races. Actually, Rico... Nico Riga got a, a point for pole position, so that'll be uh, 118 points to the 113 for Shien Chandrasoma. Just five points between them then, heading into the season finale. What do you think is going through Anthony McIntosh's mind right now? Debut weekend relief. in Lamborghini, and he takes the checkered flag. Yeah, relief. Uh, I mean, uh, he uh, he came away with with a clear win in the end with that with that. Uh, problem for, uh, for for Charlie Martin of course with the, with the penalty uh, and the incident with uh, Slade Stewart but it was a really fine performance he, he knows he should have won the race yesterday and today he got it done so he'll be uh, he'll be relieved he'll be elated I'm sure because uh, as you say only a couple of years ago did he even find out about motor racing effectively uh, and he has absolutely grasped it with, with both hands and that was a really fine performance by him all weekend long really inspiring story and and very very cool for uh, Anthony McIntosh, but uh, the man of the day, no doubt about it, is Danny Formal. That was a tremendous f performance. Carl Marcelli did a, a perfect opening stint uh, and uh, handed the car in the lead after the pit stops to, to Danny Formal, who did the rest from, actually he was in second place, wasn't he? He had to pass uh, Edward, uh, Dario Capitanio and then pulled away and scored a very, very accomplished victory. That's win number four on the season for Carl Marcelli at Danny Formal. Great weekend here at Virginia International Raceway and only two races left and a world champion to be crowned in Lamborghini Super Trofeo action. 
Championships tighter than ever. Some seem to be stretching a little bit, but still very close. None of the four yet to be decided. It's just how close this championship is. Thanks for joining us, everyone. For Jeremy Shaw, I'm Brian Till. Lamborghini Super Trofeo, one of the most exotic single-make classes you will see anywhere in the world. Thanks for joining us from BIR. Take care. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.